Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. We have to talk about Powell on 60 Minutes. Did he say anything new or did the market finally hear him? We can also talk about a historic housing crash that is actually unfolding as we speak. We should do some talk about what is called a switching cost, lock-in effect. Lots of these discussions will evolve around U.S. housing. We'll, of course, talk about McDonald's and Caterpillar. And then finally, special shout out to Bob and Holly. Not sure if you caught that investor story yesterday, but Bob and Holly has successfully grown a portfolio from a single you know, uh, housing unit up to over 200 units. All of this while Bob is blind. So a lot of you are getting into the real estate game and you're looking at all of these things. And again, as the Bob talks about in the interview, it's just sixth grade math. Houses are just boxes or rectangles. A lot of investors overcomplicate it. So if you haven't heard that interview yesterday, it was about a half hour. And uh, Bob and Holly, thank you for coming on the channel. Thank you for sharing your story and Dion, Thank you for the introduction. Uh, let's talk about Powell. Powell was on 60 Minutes yesterday. That interview was actually recorded the day before all of the Fed announcements. So what was different, if anything? And I think there was actually a couple of things different, but really for me, it was the platform. You and I talk about what the Fed does every six weeks or so. We talk about Fed speeches all the time. But most Americans, they're oblivious. Most Americans to this, you know, every six week Fed discussion. But when Powell goes on 60 Minutes and he sits down for a conversation, I am going to guess there is an entirely new set of individuals hearing what Powell has to say. Now, I'm going to go through a list of things that I took from that discussion. Uh, I have a list of five or six. And then we kind of break down what was maybe meaningful, what was different, and where we go from here. So, uh, one, the Fed will cut before inflation hits its 2% target. So again, they will be cutting before they hit the target. Two, government debt is growing faster than the economy. Interesting. No cut likely in March. Prices will not, prices will not come down to pre-COVID levels. Likely less cuts than the market expects. Okay, so what in that were really the big takeaways that I think might be impacting the market today? I think first, the discussion around the government debt growing faster than the economy 
is the right discussion. It is absolutely an issue. It does need to be fixed. I think the average American doesn't understand the details behind that, but they do understand it is bad. It is bad. That's kind of the average understanding, debt growing faster than the economy. Second, I think it was important for Powell to say prices are not coming down to pre-COVID levels. We're not having deflation back to 2020 or 2019. I think there's a lot of people, and I see them, saying we are going to have an epic crash down to 2020 prices. It's not coming. It's not happening, folks. There is too much new money in the system for that to happen. All your hopes and prayers and looking at charts, it's not coming. We won't have a 40% drop back to 2020 prices. It's not coming. So again, I don't really think Powell said anything new, but I do think the audience was new. And I do think you are seeing the market react this morning. Uh, when I looked at the market just before starting this, I think the Dow was down something like 400 points. And I really think what's going on is the market is going, okay, Powell, we hear you. <coughs> We're not going to get six or seven rate cuts. I think they are repricing that in. I didn't check the 10-year, but I'm going to guess the 10-year is up this morning. It might actually be up quite a bit. I, I should have checked and I didn't. Uh, but yeah, again, uh, there's a lot going on with this. So that's Powell. That's 60 Minutes. Again, nothing really new, but I do think the new audience. So now onto this historic housing crash. This historic housing crash has started. And according to the IMF, it could potentially impact a housing GDP from a low end of 30% to a high end of 60%. And their base case is 45%. Okay, that's a whole mouthful. What does it mean? First, let's acknowledge that this housing bust that has started is not in the United States. It is in fact in China. China's GDP, Chinese market has grown. Real estate collectively is about 33% of the economy. In the US, rough and tough, it's about 14, maybe 15%, depending on how you calculate it. So it is more than double. It has been growing at an exponential rate for quite a while, and now it is collapsing. You have undoubtedly heard for the last decade, and I can say with certainty because I've seen them, there are entire skyscrapers of empty units. They're skinned, meaning they're finished from the outside, but they are unfinished on the inside. I have been to China several times and was taken around by family members to look at some of these uh, construction projects. So again, what, 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 what would a 50% decline mean for the Chinese economy? So you could pick whatever number you want. Call it a trillion dollars. It doesn't matter. It's simple math. So if it's a trillion dollars and we're going to say that housing is or real estate is 30% for easy math, that is $300 billion. Now, if you lose 50% of that, that is $150 billion. So now the $1 trillion Chinese economy is suddenly an $850 billion company, or, uh, economy. 
that's a problem. That is, that is deflation. That is ungood for the Chinese consumer, the Chinese government. It is likely, it is likely such a big decline that that will ripple across the world economy. There's a lot of debt hidden in lots of places. Uh, we could see, um, you know, th there will be implications if the Chinese real estate market collapses 30 to 60%. Again, you could go read the article by the IMF. It was also summarized by Lance Lambert at Resi Club, uh, which had a lot of the base numbers if you want to take a look at that. Something else we really start to have to go look at is true flation. T-R-U, flation. Go take a look at that today. It is highlighting that real-time inflation has collapsed to 1.4%. Now, why is that important? Well, again, <coughs> if we go back to what the Fed has said, the Fed has said they want to maintain restriction or restrictive nature. They have pegged the restrictive nature that they want at about 200 basis points. Okay, you have to follow this math because this could be game-changing. If they want to maintain 200 basis points, or two for easier math, and the last CPI reading was 3.4, 3.4 plus two equals 5.4, the Fed is right in the sweet spot because right now the, the Fed funds rate is five and a quarter to five and a half. The Fed is doing their job. However, what if inflation is not 3.4% because all the data is backward looking and it's trailing and all that garbage that we've talked about? What if it's not 3.4 and it is actually 1.4? Trueflation, we've talked about it a bunch over the last year. It has been remarkably right. Now, it gets more right or more accurate the closer we get to the end of the quarter. But let's just say 3.4 and 1.4 are not in the same realm. And why is that important? Well, if trueflation is right and the Fed wants to maintain 200 basis points, well then folks, we could have eight rate cuts. It's just math. It's just math. Now, we need to see where this inflation print comes in the next couple of weeks. We need to see if trueflation bounces up. But this is why I think Powell said on 60 Minutes and at the presser that they will be cutting before we hit the target of 2% because of all the lagging indicators. I think that's pretty wild just to see that based on what the Fed says we could have, we could have eight rate cuts. Again, if it's not clear, I don't want them. I think it does bad things to the economy. I think it reignites inflation. I think it screws with housing even more. But again, these are just math equations. Now let's talk about switching costs. This is a very interesting conversation. I saw um, Lance and Logan and plenty of other smart people on Twitter or X kind of talk about switching costs the last 48 hours. And I just wanna to talk to you because I really think there are two variables to switching costs. And I take this from my sales career. In sales, there's always the heart and the mind. What do I mean by that? Most people buy emotionally, AKA the heart, but they justify rationally, i.e. the mind. So how does that translate to switching costs? Well, I think there are two things. 
One, there's the simple math. And I think math will hold in the short term. What do I mean by that? Well, if you got an interest rate at three and in a year's time they're seven, you're not gonna switch. It's just cost prohibitive. And I do think that switching cost degrades over time, right? You're not gonna do it in a year. You're not gonna do it in two years. Maybe five, six, eight, somewhere down the line, it may become appropriate. And that's what I call the heart. There will be things, there will be family dynamics. There will be that second, there will be that third kid. There will be that job transfer. There will be that need to have our mother-in-law live with us, whatever it is, that will override the mind. Now, again, I want people to realize that the mind will win in the short term. Think a year, think two, maybe three. But over time, the heart will take over. And when you have to move, you have to move. The real question, the real, like the real, real, the real question is, do you sell the home or do you turn it into a rental? I think what we are gonna see over the next decade is somewhere between 20 and perhaps as high as 40% of the folks who would have sold decide to keep as a rental. It is just cash flow positive. It is the right um, financial move for many people. So all of these things are coming. Uh, let's talk about McDonald's. McDonald's actually missed on revenue but beat on earnings. Again, it's interesting to watch McDonald's actually missed mostly non-North America, so think rest of world. Uh, Caterpillar uh, beat top line, eat and beat bottom line. Again, one of the things that I'm really harping on is I think we are seeing the rolling recession play out in front of us. <clears throat> and the best example I have, we shared last week. For the last 18 to 24 months, the mortgage industry, mortgage brokers, have been hemorrhaging headcount. By some counts, the mortgage industry is half the size it was simply two years ago. Again, I've talked to multiple brokers. After that conversation with Dustin from Convoy Home Loans where he highlighted, Michael, we've had to hire three people in the last week. I've talked to other mortgage brokers and other companies that are once again hiring. Folks, that's how you have a rolling recession. You get the folks that get hammered, right? Real estate, mortgage, depression. Then they bottom. And now housing will come out. I'm calling it right now. The housing depression is over. What I expect you to see in 2024 is a housing market where activity goes up about 10%. Now that might not be meaningful and by no means are we going back to 2020 or 2019 levels, but we are going up double digits. I think that is a, uh, a certain sign that the rolling recession is uh, here. We are seeing some markets like tech still take a hit. For example, Snap just announced 10% layoff. They're laying off 10% of the worldwide uh, workforce. That equates to roughly 500 people. Again, folks, there's a lot going on. Uh, I will give Dan Bird a shout out yesterday. He warned about negative divergence where the market appears to be getting tired. And uh, 
Yeah, it looks like it may be happening today. So folks, at the end of the day, do yourself a favor, go listen to Bob and Holly's story. It is amazing how when you just simplify housing down to sixth grade math and the fact that housing is just boxes and rectangles, it really does simplify the process. Of course, folks, I'm back in Vegas because we are getting ready for our event. It is less, less than two weeks away. Uh, I think we have about 30 spots left in the virtual session. So if you want to be a part of the 100 folks in the virtual room, buy your tickets today. Uh, it will sell out. We will get to the 100. Uh, 99 bucks gets you the video after all of that stuff. So folks, take care of yourself. Have an amazing day. Bye.